Craig Hamilton from Grandstand Rugby League. Steve Mascord travels the world. He's the quintessential rock and roll rugby league reporter. He's been described as the Keith Richards of the game. Whether it's New York, Copenhagen, Dubrovnik, Mascord is there with his trusty tape recorder and a sharpened HB pencil. If rugby league played a match on Mars, Mascord would be there filing reports. Stay tuned. This is White Line Fever with Steve Mascord. Welcome to episode four of White Line Fever, and we're actually in the Warriors coaches' box at the Sydney Football Stadium. There are no coaches in here, but they are much nicer seats than we have in the broadcast box. They're a little bit higher. You must get a better view with higher seats. Um, now, this is one of those you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours arrangements. Brad Walter mentioned us in the Sydney Morning Herald on Friday, so now we got him on the program. If you mention us in your publication, you can be on as well. Brad, what do you think of the game? Mate, it was fantastic, wasn't it? And this is obviously where Ivan Cleary and the coach, Warriors coaching staff they would have been jumping out of their seat when. Kristen Inu scored the winning try just minutes from full it's So It's so high, the seat, though. You don't have to jump very far, do you? I reckon, I reckon they would have been standing up, actually. Yeah. The, the ceiling's pretty high, too, which is good, but they would have just about, just about been jumping out the window. It was unbelievable. It's, uh, I'm still stunned. It was a ma- massive uh, turnaround from, from last Saturday night's game. 40-10, to 10, they got flogged, and Ivan Cleary, who was sitting in this very seat, he said last week that um, they didn't deserve a second chance. They were just lucky they got one. Yeah, now they've got, well, they've got a third chance now, haven't they? And they're what, um, Ivan Ivan finishes with the Warriors. He goes to Penrith, and he's got the chance to to maybe go out with a grand final or a premiership. He's one one win away from the grand final. Um, but he's done a fantastic job, hasn't he, for the, for the Warriors? And next Saturday night, they're going to be going head to head with the All Blacks. Apparently, um, there's about an hour's whoever they are. Yeah, whoever they are. <laughs> and so, and what Ivan, Ivan Cleary at the press conference was talking about, uh, you know, the, the lack of interest in the Warriors over there. If Namibia was playing Russia or something, uh, obviously, obviously, you know, pretty sarcastic about the the interest that they've they've attracted. But I reckon it'll pick up. They're in all three grades, mm. you know, which is New South Wales Cup, under 20s, and uh, and the NRL when they're one, one win away in all of them from a grand final. He also said that they wanted to talk to the NRL this week about the, some refereeing decisions. Did you think that they're a little bit stiff? They're on the wrong end of some calls? What do you think? I thought they were very stiff, actually. <laughs> there were a couple, weren't there? Kevin Locke, the smallest bloke on the field, and he's he's come in and made a, a tackle around the legs, which, you know, I don't know if I'm a big fan of that that technique where players hold, defenders hold hold a player up and then someone comes in and hits them around the legs and puts them down. But we've seen it all season. And, you know, if, if Kevin Locke gets penalised for that, then Cameron Smith's going to get penalised about, you know, five times next week because he, he admits that he does it and he and they've said it's legal. Mm. OK, well, this week's episode, last week was pretty much a lot of rock and roll. This week will be mainly uh, football, but we've got a song coming up, new release from uh, Chickenfoot called Bigfoot. And then after that, uh, we'll be back uh, with Chris McQueen from South Sydney talking about his love for Metallica and Corn, And then we'll be uh, having a chat uh, to someone after the uh, second uh, elimination final between Brisbane and St George Illawarra. Thanks for coming on, Brad. No worries. I thought you'd be playing Sheehat after the Warriors win there. Oh, OK, maybe we'll... We'll, fi- well, we've already played Sheehat. We've only had, like, four episodes. and we've Play already again. <laughs> Play again. They're great. OK, we'll have at some point in the program a Sheehat song uh, requested by Brad Walter.
uh, Rusty from Electric Mary and you are on White Line Fever. Welcome back to White Line Fever. I've got Chris McQueen here of South Sydney Rabbitohs and possibly Australia. Prime Minister's 13. Um, what's it like to, to make a rep team at this time of the year, Chris? Oh, I was pumped. You know, I'd, I didn't expect anything like this to happen. Uh, you know, I was, I was just pretty happy to, to play first grade all year. Um, and yeah, to get named in the Prime Minister's squad, I was over the moon. Now, I've been told that Ashton Sims is uh, the NRL's leading Metallica fan, but I believe you can give him a run for his money. Yeah, I, th I think I probably can. Uh, <laughs> got, a, got a big Metallica poster up on my wall, a frame poster. Um, with the, the uh, concert ticket, blue tack to the outside of that. I went to their concert end of last year in Sydney. and uh, yeah. How many times have you seen them? I've only seen Metallica once, actually. Um, seen Korn a couple of times. I've seen them once in Brisbane and then, then once in Sydney at the end of last year as well. Pretty big fan of them as well. Now, the um, the Korn reference, uh, H. Dean Roy used to make a joke about uh, calling Jonathan Davis the Welsh wizard. Do you get that joke or not? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan Davis used to, but used to play for Great Britain and Wales. He played for Canada in North Queensland and, he's, yeah. and he was pronounced Davis and the singer of Corn's called yeah. Jonathan Davis. Yeah, yeah. Do you get it now? I do get it now, yes. <laughs> how, long you been, how long have you been into Corn? Um, oh, since I was in primary school and, and primary school, I think probably year, year seven mm -hmm. I got my first Corn CD. Um, so when was that? Long time ago. <laughs> What's it like in a footy club now where most of the guys probably aren't into rock and roll so much? Yeah, I get a bit of a hard time. You know, they call me emo and that sort of thing and they make jokes about me going home and cutting myself and stuff like that. So, But I, I don't mind. It's all, it's all pretty funny. Now, we've all wanted to be a DJ. It's taken me about uh, 20 years and no one's paying me yet. But uh, now you get to be a DJ. You get to play a song, any song. What, what, what do you want to play, Chris? Oh, any song. Um, well, it's got to be a corn song. Uh, probably Thoughtless. Okay, here he is, the Welsh wizard, Jonathan Davis with Thoughtless and Corn. Thanks, Chris. Thanks.
Corn, as requested by Chris McQueen of uh, the Prime Minister's 13 and also South Sydney. Now, I'm here in Brisbane uh, with uh, Barry, Andrew and Joel, and we're talking about the second elimination final because I was too busy working last night to find, to collar anyone. Uh, we're in the Virgin Lounge. Do you like it, Andrew? I love the Virgin Lounge. I love Virgin. Yes. <laughs> They're wonderful supporters of Australia. Now, Barry, tell us how do you rate that game last night compared to uh, others you've seen this year? Classic. Classic. What were your thoughts when Darren Lockyer went down? Oh, I was a bit worried for him. Very worried. I, think, I still am. <laughs> yeah, I think there's some major concerns, but we shouldn't go into it too much because we might know how he is by the time most people hear this, or maybe we won't, uh, Joel, because maybe they'll just keep us in the dark until kick-off against Manly on Friday. Well, they could. Well, uh, when he went down, obviously it was a worry, but when he got up, it was one of the, the scenes that you'll never forget in rugby league when that sea of Broncos fans just erupted. Uh, it was really a, a telling point in the evening. If it was to be his um, last act in rugby league to kick the winning field goal two minutes into overtime, it will be one that will be talked about for a long time. Oh, it'll be talked about anyway, his last game at Suncorp Stadium there, but... Uh, Look, uh, their season really does hinge on himself, I think. If, they, if he's fit, Friday comes back into the mix next week. I, I think they're every chance to win it without him. Well, you'll probably get the red pen ready and they could be gone. Yeah, yeah well, that's what Wayne Bennett said. He said, I don't think they can win, uh, don't think they can win without uh, Darren Lockyer. But, um, I mean, it's, it's just amazing at the competition. We've created this competition that produces a, a contest like that. I mean, people like involved in other sporting competitions would look at that and go, how do they actually create the conditions to have... Because the Dragons were at their best last night, Andrew, really, weren't they? Oh, I, for me, it's the best game of the year by far because from start to finish, it, it was attacking footy. There were no mistakes and the defence was brilliant. There were only, what, four tries in the game. So I can't remember an atmosphere as good as that for a club game either because it was end-to-end stuff and even though Brisbane looked dominant at times in the first half, Saints hung in there and I thought Saints played the better of the two teams in the second half and then the script was written for Lockie to be the hero of that field goal but not many sports can produce something like that If, Lo- if, if Lockie plays next week to what extent are Manly and Melbourne the, the favourites like are they only just favourites or Melbourne are probably more pronounced than Manly aren't they? I think every year after the second week of finals we tend to forget about the teams that have had the week off so we're all leaving Brisbane raving about the Broncos and rightly so and likewise the Warriors from the last Friday night but for mine, Manly and Melbourne deserve to start favourites next week mm. because they have been the best two teams all year. Uh, with Lockyer, you give Brisbane a big hope against Manly, but I, I would still be favouring Manly, I think. OK. Brad Balder was on uh, uh, on Friday night and he's demanded we play uh, She Had, even though it's only the fourth episode, we've already played one She Had song. So here's Sport and Religion by She Had, which we referred to in the second episode of the podcast. You love She Had. You love She Had? I can't get enough She Had. <laughs> next, next time you're on... You can actually request a song. How would you like that? Yeah, that'd be, make my whole career. Not one of those jingles. Uh, the Robertson Brothers? <laughs> You're kidding. No, we'll give us some she hat. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. Yeah.
Hey, this is Johnny Tugut from Sheehard and the Adults, and you are with Steve on White Line Fever. I bet you thought the show was over, didn't you? But there's actually a bit of housekeeping to do. That's what uh, I hear on these professional podcasts. People have housekeeping. So um, I've got a new website for the program. It's called whitelinefever.ning.com. And um, you can actually sort of join up there, I think. I don't really know how it works. But uh, you can join up there and uh, we can. And there's like uh, you know a forum and stuff like that. So I thought I might put up a, a little topic. Um, um, should Darren Lockyer be allowed to make the decision on whether he plays in the first preliminary final against Manly on Friday night or should it be left to the doctors? So I'll uh, put that up there. And please come over to www.whitelinefever.com. Dot ning dot com. Uh, I'm the real Stevis on Twitter, and there's also a stevemascord.com Facebook page. I don't know why I've got all these things, no idea. But anyway, um, now moving right along. On Sunday night in Sydney, I went and did something which might surprise some of you, um, but I'm not ashamed of it. I went to the Sydney Opera House and saw Brian Adams. That's right, Brian Adams. Um, now, I mean, Brian Adams' Reckless is probably. The first one of the first one or two, I think probably the very first non-Kiss album I taped from Friends when I was in school. I really liked that record and I really liked the next one particularly, um, which was uh, Into the Fire. Now, um, unfortunately, I had to leave early with the Brian Adams show. Um, it was called a bare bones show, which means there was just him, harmonica, guitar and a, a pianist. I'll say that again, pianist. Um, and... Um, there were just too many ballads. He was he was taking requests from the floor because he was filming it for a DVD. Um, so I think he might have been showing off a little bit. And actually, on the way out, met the bagpipe player. One of the songs, I can't remember what it is, he has a bagpipe player comes in. And um, um, because of the extra songs, the bagpipes had been allowed to cool too much. They have to be played warm. And so the ba- the bagpipe player was quite disappointed because he, he, he thought his contribution would be taken out of the DVD because he couldn't play properly because he came on 20 minutes later than planned. Be that as it may, there was one highlight of the show for me, and thankfully it was before I left, and that was when he played... Um, uh, Heat of the Night, which is uh, the first single off Into the Fire, um, and I love that song, and I uh, I really like the uh, piano, guitar, stripped back um, delivery. It was it was well, I'll, I'll almost use the word awesome. So um, what I did is I um, just to maybe bore you, uh, those of you out there who are bootleggers, I um, I used my camera. I was far too far away to actually shoot the song, but. Um, there's pretty good uh, audio on my camera, so I'm going to try and rip the audio off the track, and I'm going to try and play uh, Heat of the Night uh, by Brian Adams. Now, this is uh, one day going to be released on a DVD or maybe even an album, but uh, it's fresh. It's only a few days old uh, from the Sydney Opera House on uh, on Sunday night, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you.
Yeah. Well, Russian might be playing in the view or something like that. <laughs>